We're on the air. Back. Well, party's starting early today, isn't it? To more of Early Break with Sip and Jay. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. It is really unbelievable. Gus was trying to call Robin for like two minutes, but he couldn't because the lines were still jacked and people calling for the fireworks. I think we had like 80 calls today. <laughs> it's a great package. It's a great it price. Thanks to, to Scott out at Crazy Cracker. And Roca. Roca. Yeah. Get your own fireworks down there, man. That's 80 buck value. This is a firework area. It is. It is. Not for you, though. Oh, you know. You I'm, like them, but yeah, because I'm of bowling. I'm good. I love fireworks. Yeah. Big fan. I like watching them. I'm not a pyro, but I do like watching the fireworks. Nobody accused you of being a pyro, Jake. Don't be so defensive. <laughs> we're joined by Husker. We're joined by On3.com's Robin Washington. Robin, are you are you a pyro? Uh, I used to be. Now um, I'm good to watch maybe a, a good day or two of fireworks. But I used to live. So I, I, my neighborhood, they go crazy now. But I yeah. used to live in a like a cul-de-sac, and there'd uh-huh. be like three or four houses that would literally pool their money together and spend thousands of dollars on their own personal little fireworks show. So, uh, you know, the, I saw uh, I got to enjoy the benefits without also uh, investing that much of my own money to literally set on fire and blow up. Join Robin Washington. Hey, there's been some news on the schedule before we get to Bryce McGowan's. Uh, yesterday, there was announced Nebraska will play at St. John's, and also Nebraska will play against Boston College in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. What does the rest of the schedule look like so far for Nebraska in the non-conference? And do you like Nebraska's? Do you like those two teams Nebraska gets to face there, Robin? Uh, they're fine, I guess. You know, I mean. Uh, St. John's is a tough draw going out there. They're they're a tough team. Um, Nebraska better be ready to bring it. Um, I expect that game to be pretty early. I think they're going to be held. Uh, the Gavit games are going to be held like between the November 14th and 18th. So, I mean, that's going to be like the second week of the season um, when the wrestlers will be traveling out there. So that will probably be their very first road test um, and the start of a pretty grueling schedule um you know did the math and they're either going to play 26 or 27 high major opponents this year and that will be the most high major competition nebraska will have ever faced in a regular season now a lot of that is 20 of them are league games and they've only been playing 20 league games for you know uh recent years uh but you know you add in the gavit games big tennessee's challenge the Kansas State game in Kansas City, um, the uh, uh, missing one. Um, anyway, so they have a, a bunch of those types of games that uh, are going to make this a uh, a grind where you're not going to get a lot of those buy games to stockpile wins. Um, so it'll be interesting how they respond to that. Um, the good news for Nebraska is they're a, a relatively veteran team, not not as much as playing together, but guys that have a lot of experience playing at high level and, and coming from winning programs. So how they uh, gel together over these next few months will go a long way in uh, dictating how they handle that. But, yeah, the non-conference schedule outside of, uh, oh, yeah, the Orlando tournament, the ESPN invite, um, they, they're going to play either two or three high major teams there. Um, Siena is the only non-high major in the field, and Nebraska will play three games there. So 
They don't play Siena. Then they're going to play three more high majors. We just don't know what the draw is going to be. So that's kind of the only unknown um, on the non-conference. So the schedule is pretty much in place. All we need to know is the draw in Orlando and then uh, what the the actual Big Ten schedule as far as days and times is going to be. Interesting. Robin Washett joins us. He covers Nebraska for On3.com. It's really striking to me how big of a presence Sam Greasel already has. That's that's my read. Is is that an accurate read? It seems like he immediately is a big presence in the program. Did you get a feel for that yesterday? Well, I mean, I think the fact that he was the very first player to talk during these um, you know upcoming summer basketball interviews uh-huh. uh, shows that they're they're making it a point to to make him one of the faces of the program, and it makes sense. You know, Lincoln kid. Um, you know, obviously has a lot of deep roots to the community and to the state. And um, oh, by the way, he's a pretty darn good player too. So um, yeah, he's kind of vaulted into a pretty high profile role in this team. And I think that's a big reason why he came here. Um, he grew up a rabid Nebraska basketball fan. Um, you know, he uh, watched every game growing up, went to a bunch of games, and um, this program's really important to him. So I think to have uh, that type of role uh, and to you know, be a representative of, of his hometown program, uh, it means a lot to him. And obviously from Nebraska's end, uh, they they went and got him for a reason. I think Sam kind of represents this um, shift in culture that they're trying to have within their program, where um, you know, they're they're recruiting a different type of player. And um, Sam, it's, I think it starts with Sam Greasel. He's already established himself as um, one of the primary leaders on this team. Um, he's an extremely vocal guy, and um, you know he and guys like Emmanuel Bandamel and um, you know Juwan Gary and Derek Walker. Uh, they're the types of guys that I think are really setting a uh, immediate standard of of what they want this program to be this season and and going forward. So we'll see how it pays off. Um, you know, they've they've only been together for less than a month now, and Sam's not even practicing as he's recovering from uh, hip surgery. But uh, they're saying all the right things. It sounds like they're doing all the right things, and that's that's at least a pretty good start to get to where you want to be. Yeah, I mean, one this is maybe overly simplistic, but it seems like Fred is gearing things or paying more attention to the defensive end. And you mentioned yesterday something that goes along those lines, which is when talking about the point guard depth after Sam Greasel, you mentioned in your article the first name that Fred mentioned was Quoran McPherson. That's a defense. Quran, yeah, whatever. Quran, my bad. <laughs> yes, Quran. Get him, Robert. Get him. Quran McPherson is a Quran. defensive oriented point guard, right? Right. Yeah, uh, he's he's. Uh, that's probably the hallmark of his game, um, and he even said that when he committed was, you know, he obviously believes he can score, but he makes his name on defense. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he plays with that kind of New York City mm. uh, Rucker Park mentality, okay. where uh, you know. The old phrase, the dog mentality. Well, that's he's got every every bit of that. So, I'm very curious to see how he's developed um, over the last year. Obviously, he redshirted last season. There were points where uh, you could have made a strong case that they probably could have used him, um, just given, uh, especially after Trey went down and the issues they had um, at the point guard position. Uh, well, now he's going to get his chance, and 
really after Sam, that primary ball handler role is wide open. So he's going to have an opportunity to step in and, and play some fairly significant minutes, um, you know, and it seems like he's well on his way to doing that. So, yeah, I mean, Sam is a, a defensive guy too. He said that um, for the last four years, he's spent probably about an hour and a half at least just working on defense. So he prides himself on that end of the floor. Emmanuel Bandamel is a high-level on-ball defender, and that's where he made his mark um, as uh, you know a key member of SMU's team. Juwan Gary is a defensive-oriented rebounding type of player. Uh, Blaze Kada is a rim-protecting big that uh, has already um, made his mark in, in workouts uh, in the low post. So you look at all these new additions they brought in, every one of them brings something to the table defensively. And I, <laughs> You cannot have said that uh, with the past few classes. In fact, they probably couldn't be any further from that. Quick thoughts, Robin. Uh, Bryce McGowan's goes number 40 to the Charlotte Hornets. Is, is that a good fit for him? Do you like the fit in Charlotte? Yeah, I mean, it's surprising he fell that far. Um, I thought that he had a chance to go at the back end of the first round. Um, obviously, some trades and whatnot kind of changed the plans, but uh, I think it's a lot like Isaiah Roby in the sense where you know he went there, but a team like Charlotte traded up to get him. Um, and I think when, when you have a team prioritize a guy like that in the second round, it's different than when, say, some team is just stockpiling prospects. You know, where they have like six or seven second round picks and they're just stashing guys to use as trade bait or, um, you know, whatever, see what they can get. Um, so Charlotte clearly identified him as a guy that they wanted. They used, um, uh, used the resources to trade up to get him. And, uh, you know, obviously he's a, a local guy, kind of, um, you know, being from the Carolinas area uh so i think there's a lot to like about that situation um and i think that you know he's going to have an opportunity to you know i think he's going to start off with a two-way contract um so he's going to have to show what he can do in the g league and obviously summer league coming up here but uh, i think he's got an opportunity to to make his mark out there in charlotte and if you're going to go that far i think that's the type of situation you'd want to be in um as far as being a draft pick robin always good stuff thank you for the time we will chat with you again next week Sounds good, guys. See you later. Good job, Rob. On3.com is Robin Washington. So, yeah, Fred had media availability yesterday, and it was Fred and Sam Griesel, and he's going to continue to do that with various players in the next few weeks. Good. So there'll be content. Content. Get to know them more. Yes. The players. Yeah, it makes sense. Let's play the game show. Give us a call right now at 464-5685. Your chance to win a business box of bagels. Two bagels. And, Joe, you are 0-1 on the week. You got trounced yesterday. Trounced. Got smoked. Today... College football coaches. I will tell you the coach. What school does he coach at? Interesting. Simple? Yes. Easy? 464-5685. Shut up, simple. Starts right now. We've all been there. You're listening to the radio, and then that rage starts to grow inside of you. It starts to consume you. It gets to a point where you just want to yell, Shut up, simple! <clears throat> no, sorry. I'm sorry. Well, here's your chance. It's time to shut up, Sipple. Call now to play 464-5685. Shut up, Sipple. Brought to you by Bagels and Joe. All right, 464-5685. Call the takedown Sip and Trivia. I'm sure you feel good about college football coaches today over just there. Just for full disclosure, I have a list of schools in front of me. Not not coaches. Just but schools. Just the schools. Right. Gus is getting our call over there. He's having a conversation with him. Okay. 
A lot um, of calls today. Yeah, for we Gus. well we had yeah a lot of calls. We had probably eighty people call for the fireworks. A lot of phone. Only one activity. person can win though. Yeah, only one can win. Getting the caller's name here in a second. We have Cole. Okay, <laughs> Cole the double nickel. Cole, Cole the double nickel. Thanks for calling, Cole. How do you, how do you feel today about college football coaches? I feel. Not so good. But okay. We're going to give it a shot. The double nickel's not feeling so hot. We'll Come see on, how double he does. nickel. Come on. Get ready. All right, Colt. I, I beat you in jersey numbers. You asked me what my uh, jersey number would be if I had a choice, and of course I went with the double nickel. Okay. okay. There's okay. a good backstory. Okay, there. good. All Thank right. you, Cole. All right, Cole, for the lead, your first question What school is Dana Holgerson the head coach of? Ooh. West Virginia? That used to be the case. At one point, he was. That used to be the case. This is one of my favorite coaches. Lane, probably number one. Holgerson's really up there, though, and he's the coach at Houston. The Cougars, the ones. Uh, when did he go to Houston? A couple years a year ago. ago? Yeah, yeah, a couple a few years, years ago. A couple years, years ago. Mm. All right, Sip, for the uh, 2-0 lead, your first actual question. What school is Jeff Halfley, the head coach of. Oh, that's Boston College. Boston College is correct. To stay alive, Cole, the double nickel, your last question. What school is Jeff Monkin the head coach of? Can I phone a friend or get a 50 50? I've never even heard of this guy. Well, any guess is better than no guess. We don't, we don't just have make a guess. In there. I'll and say Holy Toledo. Holy Toledo. Toledo. <laughs> that would be Army for Jeff Monken. He's had a good run there at Army. Yes. So uh, double nickel. Thanks for calling in. We'll get you a bag on the coffee, but calling down the road. Uh, I'll, I'll be back. Then. All right. All right, All right Cole, Cole. Thank you for Cole, calling. Double nickel. Tough loss. You're yeah. back to one and one in the back week. Back to one and one. I don't know what my overall is. Uh, I think you're 21 and or 22 and 16. 16 yeah, 22 right. and 16 feels yeah, we gotta right. Got to get Gus back on the overall record. Yeah. I think you're 22 and 16. 22 though. and 16 sounds correct. You got the school for Jim McElwain. Jim McElwain is now at Colorado State. Colorado State. I don't think so. <laughs> Where's he at then? Are you sure? Where, where do you think he's at? He's at Central Michigan. I'm sure. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. 23 and 16. Okay, I was wrong about McWayne. I think he went from Colorado State to Florida to directional Michigan. Yeah, there yeah, you go. My yeah, bad. He was, yeah, that's right. Yeah, my bad. My bad. My uh, bad. Well, a win is a win. You won today. Congrats. And uh, McIlwain went from Colorado State to Florida to directional Michigan. That's right. Central Michigan. Central Michigan. Directional Michigan. All right. Come on. Give them a name. It's the Chippewas up there. Central Michigan. The Chippewas. Okay. Well, congrats. This all right, your energy level's dipped. What is it? it no, nothing's dipped at all. Yeah, is there something I need to do here? No, I need to get drink my coffee. Got yeah, cold, you, it got yeah, cold yeah, over yeah. there. Hammer some coffee. <clears throat> I'm fine. Hammer some coffee because we have to spill over. The coffee. spillover is next on Early Break on the Ticket.